Hi, welcome to the first and probably last episode of Parks But No Recreation. My name is Shanali Uragoda and in today's episode we will be discussing mobile home parks in Boulder. Do people own the land that they park on? The spaces that we will be discussing in today's video will be the home parks, the space within the home park itself. And the way those are defined would be through whatever the landlord owns of that particular space and permits the own the mobile home park residents to park to reside on essentially. So some of the main issues that people are having or more specifically that mobile home park residents are having is that the fact um that rent is being upped at an uncontrollable rate um that their land that they park on is being sold for redevelopment constantly um and just the fact that people are unsure of their future they have no say in what happens to the mobile home the, the and uh, and like w- the land that they live on essentially um so boulder weekly states that a landlord can increase the rent of the uh, play of the designated land that these homeowners park on with it, with just 60 days notice and it can be by an unlimited amount they also state that um the state requires the state of Colorado requires landowners to inform residents of their plan to sell the land just 10 days prior to actually selling it and then the residents have a minimum of 6 months to leave the land after that which is not both these issues first off don't give these people enough time to actually get their act together and to actually get the money in order to pay off this rent and they don't actually have enough time even 6 months because it's housing this is a last form of affordable housing that they have this is their last option and if they can't afford this option they'll essentially end up homeless so this is problematic because these people don't have a full grasp of where their future is but they don't, they don't have a sense of safety in any case so in 2017 Boulder formed the statewide homeowners association and um issues of providing rights to these residents under the mobile homeowners association act were discussed and while the act actually states that these homeowners have these rights and that these are the laws that the landlords should abide by when dealing with these homeowners of rather mobile home park residents these 
the the rights that they have are never enforced and the right way to the land the, the fact that the landlords aren't dealing with them correctly and are not giving them ample time to re, like vacate the premises or to gather enough money for rent that that goes against everything in the act but these aren't enforced and when people try to go to court to uh, to get justice because that is what the justice system is for it always all it almost always ends up being in ruled in the landlord's favor so a lot of mobile home park owners have or like residents have been resistant to go to court with this sort of thing because they know it'll just end up it it'll just be a waste of time for them and they won't get the justice that they deserve so KG and you actually carried out some interviews with people living in these homes um and uh they spoke to a lady called Doretta Knight Halquist who was 77 years old and she was voicing her concerns about the uncertainty of her future because another issue that these home parks have is the fact that any home that was constructed or or rather moved into the park before the year of 1976 cannot be moved from the park it has to remain in the park and since the ownership is always changing in the particular um park that she's residing in she's unsure of what the rules are in terms of selling her park uh, her home um and if she's worried that if she does she'll be asked to leave or whoever she sells it to will be asked to leave and in the event that she wants to actually if she's allowed to actually move um her home to a different area there's the other fear of will anyone else accept me will anyone else take me in um so even though these people a common theme that seems to be happening is even though these people technically have a certain form of roof over their head it still feels as if they are essentially homeless because the way they are being tossed around and the way they are being their rights are being so easily infringed upon it, the sense that at least i got while doing this research was that they really have no say in what happens to them um because the moment that anybody the home the park that they live in is if if they if the landlord decides to sell to a big corporation which is essentially what is happening currently the corporation can do whatever it wants with that land even if it means kicking out the residents who are already there because they own the land they can do what they want and this is evidenced by the fact that um KGN you actually did an interview with Western Park Manor owner in Longmont 
Um, and he, he and his family said that they get around five to six calls a day from corporations asking to buy the land. And in that sense, it is a very lucrative business to be a part of, whether you are a local home park owner or a corporation. If you're a local home park owner, you can sell the corporations at a, a very, very large fee and you would be able to reap the benefits of that transaction and these corporations can then use this land to do whatever it is that they want they can expand the, the, any any existing establishment that they already have to tons of revenue so in that sense it is a very lucrative business to be a part of it's just it all kind of boils down to the fact though that they are messing with people's lives here and that they're not really fully comprehending the gravity of their business transactions the the real real um impacts that they're having on people's lives because mobile home park owners Oh, sorry, mobile home park residents, rather. There are about 20 million of them in the United States. And considering, like I said before, that this is the last affordable form of um, housing that they can that they can manage, it's, it's unfair. And, and it just isn't right that they have to still be so uncertain even today uh, still be so uncertain about their futures it's it's just not right it's not fair um and the larger economic oh sorry well the larger issues that i feel that this touches on is in economic inequality basically from the research that I've conducted, it's that the little guy gets no say whatsoever in what happens to them um, and in their future. And in the, and there are people who are who raise families here in these in these trailer parks, and they're not given. These children don't know for a fact that they will be in the same home. Like they have no stability. Um, and it's always a case of okay, yeah, they do the the landlord sells to a big corporation, and the corporation makes them move out within a within six months or so. Is that enough time for them to actually find a place to live? And if they can't find a place to live, yeah, they will end up homeless. Um, so it's it's a it's a big issue in that sense. And even like I said before, there's a social hierarchy just because landlords always seem to win these court cases when it comes to um whole, like whole trailer park residents taking them to court for arbitrary evictions or unfair rent increase and things like that um so it's it's still a bit of an issue um the stance that I take on all of this is I feel like the for the most the majority of the trailer parks that are in each state should be owned by the state itself 
um, maybe about 10% of them could be owned by private landlords or corporations, but for the most part, the state should buy into um, and buy these um, these parks and provide stability for these people because the state has a duty or it's at least supposed to have a duty to its citizens something that private landlords and corporations they don't have toward these residents um but the state does so i feel like that would hold more accountability and that would be a higher sense of reliability in terms of um having that uh, uh having m- making sure that they don't actually just get uprooted with the the blink of an eye um so currently um a lot of things have been happening in Boulder itself that actually do benefit these um mobile home park residents uh so first off the chamber of state legislature and the governor's office made changes to the law recently so what they're saying is tight deadlines to cure rent payment and um in the case of evictions sell homes or have be moved have been eased um so now county governments have the power to enact ordinances governing many mobile home parks that reside in unincorporated areas and this is according to the coloradoan so the colorado so 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 that actually works as well um they are trying to ease and be more fair in the way that the landlords and residents are dealing with so initially it's essentially they're trying to enforce the mobile the what's already written in the mobile home park act um and in line with what i said before about the cities actually owning us the state owning the home park or the trailer parks um Colorado Sun recently released an article about um how in Colorado itself how different cities are taking different forms of action to preserve their home parks because they have realized that this is such a valuable asset to um many of their citizens and boulder actually um the city of boulder purchased this park called ponderosa which was so in, due to due to floods in 2013 the park was left in ruins and it was in a very rundown state and um it was the it, it was unfathomable that people were still even living there because it looked so bad but instead of shutting it down boulder city they bought the park and they decided to redo it and make it more 
uh, appealing and look basically put it back into live conditions that were you were able to live in and then the, so this was done in 2017 later on they parted up with um habitat for humanity and they actually started building these small two-story houses like the typical conventional two-story house so what they did so, so essentially residents of these home parks were allowed to buy these houses and so what they were allowed to how that works would be they would use the equity that they had on the current mobile home that they have in the park um as a down payment and um they could get a low interest loan for uh, as like for as much as they qualify and um they could also have the option of taking out a silent mortgage on the rest and they would only owe on the silent mortgage if they decided to sell the land or rather sell their home um so in my opinion i thought that was very a very cool uh thing to do for these residents um still it's providing them the actual stability of or at least the sense of stability um which i thought is it's pretty invaluable that that sense of safety is it speaks volumes um and what was also really nice about this was from the research i conducted i saw that there is a rental program that had been in had that had been um established within this ponderosa community so um reason for that was anyone can rent but the reason for even implementing it in the program was so that people who were undocumented could actually rent these homes and be given the opportunity to live in something that isn't a mobile, a mobile home and um until someone in their family gets legal status they would be on the rental program but once they got legal status they would have the opportunity to buy an actual home so i thought that was very nice because they're counting for the fact that so many of these residents come from very diverse backgrounds we're talking people of who are elderly people who um there's a large latino community living in the mobile home parks here um and obviously the one thing that they seem all seem to have in common is the lower income um status so in the effort to be fair to all these diverse backgrounds and the fact that people these people don't have enough money to support themselves in a typical sense um the fact that they're trying to kind of provide that for them i thought was very respectable and um something that should be that should not be taken lightly um so the way in which this current uh issue kind of ties into the literary text that we've covered over the semester i thought that this had the most similarity to the story of king lear um one of the tragedies written by shakespeare um so in the play to the 
uh, beginning of the play, actually, we see that um, so Leah gave his land and his kingdom. He split it between his two daughters, or at least two of his daughters, after banishing Cordelia. Um, and um, he, his two, so the two girls essentially bounced him around, like from home to home, and they didn't really want him around, and they essentially displaced him from his own home and they were controlling all these aspects of his life and he was basically not getting any say because they owned they literally owned the kingdom one daughter owned one kingdom one half of the kingdom and the other owned the other half um um so uh, this this so King Leo essentially being the old man that he was, I can assume any any as any old person would or any 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 person in general. Like I said before, stability, sense of safety, those are very important things in a person's life, and they should have the option of not having to deal with. Um, being uprooted or like having their life change within the blink of an eye. Um, so the fact that this was King Lear's fate, the fact that his own flesh and blood, the fact that they were doing this to him, I think kind of ties into the it ties into how these landlords are kind of not really. It, it's similar to the way um, these landlords are just kind of tossing people aside as if they don't matter as if they're not changing anyone's lives and uh, in a negative way and largely impacting them in that sense um and they're kind of just they're playing with people's they're playing with people's lives basically just for the sake of money and um it's really telling the things people would do for money and the things people would do for i guess some some kind of power some form uh, power in any shape or form so it i mean the take home message from all of this is basically whoever has more money and more power essentially like really does control everything um and uh it's it's sad but it is true you are almost just i would like to say this is not the case that you are almost disposable if you don't have money or power you on you mean nothing but in today's the way this today's current society is shaped and the way it's being governed it seems to be that those you are definitely in a power a certain advantageous position if you do have it so that's while it is unfortunate i really hope that with these changes that are being made and hopefully enforced that we we will see some justice to these people and some fairness in to the way in which their lives are being dealt with and 
um, hopefully they will be able to achieve that sense of safety and that sense of stability that other people are so fortunate to have. Thank you and um, hope you enjoy.